Okay, and uh, three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Second Estate, where I'm not going to do a joke to open the episode, Hannah. Sorry, I forgot to tell you this. Um, it's okay. One, I forgot, and two, I thought instead the listeners could do something for us this time, which would be to share the podcast, rate the podcast on App- Apple Podcasts or yep. iTunes or whatever it's called, um, and review it as well. Maybe you could give back to us because we give so much to you. Um, anyway, as always, we are your hosts. I'm Sarah Bayer. I'm Hannah Seymour. And if you haven't listened to our podcast before, we release new episodes every week and discuss the biggest and most interesting happenings from the week across pop culture, news and entertainment. Um, happy Easter. Happy Easter. In today's episode, <coughs> sorry, I will be losing <laughs> my, you jumped the gun a little bit. I am l- losing my voice a bit. So apologies. In today's episode, we're discussing the controversy surrounding Lil Nas X's new Satan shoes, James Charles' apology video after being accused of grooming underage boys online, and finally doing a deep dive into the life and times of one of our faves, Amanda Bynes. Yeah, and that's a kind of new segment idea yeah. that we've got, the Amanda Bynes thing, because she hasn't like been specifically in the news, although I did read it was her 35th birthday not like a, not that long ago. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, Um. so she's kind of like... Um, so we've kind of decided that we wanted to go into her life a little bit, even though it wasn't a particularly current story or anything. Uh, and we're just trying something new out, more of a storytelling (laughs) investigative segment. So let us know if you like it. Yeah. And I think also we don't, I think everybody loves hearing about the sort of celebrities and pop culture events that they've seen growing up or whatever or throughout time and I think they're interesting to revisit because we often can see them in a different light or whatever and a bit more clarity because I think when you're like I mean we'll get to this but when 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 it's happening at the time you're not necessarily getting the blow by blow like you'll hear something one week or some you know don't hear something about it the next week and there's missing pieces to the puzzle if you will but we're putting the whole puzzle together this time yes for you sort of um anyway yeah how was your long weekend uh, I worked. I did gigs yeah. with dad. Oh, that's um, right. If you don't know who dad is, you can listen to our interview with him on one of our previous episodes. Yeah. Um, it's a really good interview. It is a good interview. He is a musician, if you didn't know. <laughs> Australia's Kanye West, as they say. Um, <laughs> as no one except Hannah says. Yes. Yeah. Well, some people say it, but whatever. <laughs> um, no. Um, so I did some gigs with him. I worked. And as you can hear, I lost my voice um, yeah, nice. entirely through my own doing. So, yeah. Good weekend. Um, what about you? Um, you had a fun weekend. I was on a boat all weekend. Mm, your favourite pastime. <laughs> maritime. Sure, maritime pastime. Not like yeah. a fun like boat. Not like I'm like, on a boat. Oh, like, yeah, no, not like not I like wasn't like yachting, yachting yeah. around in the in a beautiful marina. I was filming other boats yachting around for work. I don't know, but that sounds like a pretty good weekend to me. <laughs> mm. It was really cold today. Oh. Yeah, it was really cold. Uh, anyway, but um, I guess uh, oh, a shout out to my boss who I was filming, um, Andy, and not listening to this, but he did win a race today. <laughs> it was oh, really exciting. Oh, that's really anyway, nice. So this is, yeah. This, is, this episode is dedicated <laughs> to, to Andy. To Andy. Um, all right. We love you, Andy. <laughs> we do love Andy. This is a pro-Andy podcast. <laughs> it, is, it is a pro-Andy podcast. Yeah. I'm going to cough, sorry. Okay, go ahead. Um, 
do you want to start or do you, yeah let's yeah. just start let's start okay. so Lil Nas X uh, dropped a new song Montero Call Me By Your Name and both the song and music video were met with a lot of harsh criticism due to its sexualized depiction of religious iconography and characters or whatever um, and to add to this to promote his new song he collabed with a Brooklyn sportswear label Mischief I assume is how you meant to say it oh my it. god I didn't realise that yeah, I was I like M-S-C-H-F <laughs> yeah, like me spelling it out I assume that's what it is um, Mischief that's cool yeah yeah. Uh, maybe in 2012 it's cool very Brooklyn <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah but anyway they released um, 666 pairs of Satan themed Nike Air Max 97s uh, that included a drop of human blood in the air bubble part, mm. um, every single pair apparently. Um, and Nike did not like this and immediately filed a lawsuit to ban um, mischief from shipping the sh- orders uh, and make it clear that they weren't involved in the release of the shoes. Um, did you listen to the song at all? Or like watch the music yes. video? What do you think of the music video? Um, I kind of loved it. I think the song's pretty catchy. Eh? It's a good song. Yeah. I like. I really like him. I think he's, I do too. I think the music video is so good because it's just so camp and over mm. the top. I also just think him. So if you haven't seen the music video, it features him um, sort of swinging on a pole, like pole dancing <laughs> pole down dancing. into hell, and then giving <laughs> yeah. Satan a lap dance. Which is just so stupid, yeah. which makes me love it. Like, it's just so fucking absurd. Yeah. And, like, clearly pushing the envelope in a way that's, like, yeah. it will only ups- upset a specific group of, yeah. you know, conservative religious people and politicians. I think um, – So I, I just thought mm. it was funny and I, fun. I think I do understand, like, why they may have been a bit, like, holy fuck. Because if you put it in, in the context of if it was, like – if he was doing that to say um, um, Muslim stories, right. Muslim religious stories, people the people would be fucking losing it. The people who are supporting him would be losing it. Right, of Islamophobia, etc. Um, I guess, I guess, then in that I, case, though, Christianity isn't a, the way in which Christianity and, and Islam, per, yeah, are, portrayed, are positioned, yeah. and our sort of cultural western cultural ideals around those two religions is pretty different yes only in the west though because everywhere else i guess well not everywhere else but in many parts of the world islam is the majority so it is the popular kind of thing to go against but no i do understand i just i did sort of there was a part of me that did empathize with them because it is a full-on depiction i don't personally care um but you would be if you were religious be like oh (laughs) yay (laughs) i mean whatever like it's yeah it you can kind of go both ways, but you, I can, I can, I can understand how people would be a little bit um, taken aback by by yeah. the by the by the depiction. Although the devil's meant to be Satan's bad for them, right? So why would they care if Satan was gay getting a lap dance? I don't know. Yeah. I think it's more just the probably Satan the level of gay. Disre- yeah, I don't know or the level of disrespect. disrespect yeah, um, but I guess like. Yeah, I mean, you could unpack it a lot. Like th- mm. even the the uh, its representation of Satan, and you yeah. know, if they don't like, like I'm sh- surely they don't care about Satan being gay. Or yeah, if they don't like Satan because yeah, Satan's well, to, being like, gay is bad and Satan is bad, so you'd think it'd be one in the t- same. I don't think that, but no, but like, according yeah. to conservatives, yeah, um, or, or highly religious people, highly religious. <laughs> conservative people um no i totally get that i guess there's like a level of there is a level of like oh it's satan or whatever you know yeah it's because i think we've there the associations of satan with 
evil and whatever. Right. Um, are very strong. And also, like, I th- I don't realise, I think, because I'm so not religious, yeah. like, very agnostic or whatever, um, that p- religious people do get upset when, when their yeah. religion is kind of poked fun at, which you can yeah. kind of understand. Like, Oh, I get it. There was a um, – when people make fun of Kanye, I get upset. So exactly. I get it. You're God. <laughs> yeah. um, Precisely. Yeah. So it's it's understandable. I just, I kind of find it funny. I found the whole thing. Yeah. It's very silly. And I th- Yeah. I think it's hard to get angry about yeah. something that is so, like you said, camp and tongue in cheek. Yeah. You, how can you take it as a serious slight against you? Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. And you, it, it's sort of almost like a way more like camp and over the top depiction of how like, you know, Christian um, right-wing conservatives thought of mm. like rock and roll back in, you yeah, know, yeah. the day <laughs> or like um, Elvis's hips. The, Elvis's hips yeah. or what was the guy, the actual guy who looks like Satan, um, you know, old mate. Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. Like right. People who, you know, listen to Marilyn Manson. got cancelled recently, I believe. I did yeah. see this, but aside from that, yeah. back when he was popular, you know, yeah. they, they didn't like they well, would he refer caused, to him as... caused the Columbine. That's right. Well, they he didn't yes. actually, but, but, but he they was said the video games Satan. and Marilyn Manson Video games, it. Marilyn Manson all support Satan. So <laughs> I think this is just a kind of like dramatic... To reenactment of Columbine. That. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, um, that wasn't what I was saying. But no, well, I know it wasn't. Yeah. Um, uh, I was going to say, <laughs> I think we touched on this briefly, but I think um, more than anything here, I, it shows that not only can Lil Nas make like a, a quite a good catchy hook, an earwormy song, because he's proved yeah he's proved himself to be able to do that. Um, but it's a good song. He's also very good at marketing he's he knows he knew yes. exactly what would happen here and like i don't know if you saw he posted like an apology video i did um I loved and it's it. him going i can't remember what he says like it's like him saying like two words being like i just wanted to apologize like something and then it just cuts straight to the film yeah. clip so he's getting himself like more views and then like, there's a comment in on that thing from him being like sorry guys if you want the real apology video click here and it's just a direct link to the music video <laughs> so like it's just like he's no idiot he's and i like that he's unapologetically doing it because i think a lot of celebrities even if they make a statement that might be popular online mm. with you know a so- certain large audience like the woke audience or whatever it is they will get backed into a corner and end up backtracking in some capacity about yeah. what they've done and i think it's cool that he's just been really steadfast and just stuck to his guns and not backtracked at all because it's like you know what you can do anything in this world which we we often talk about and there will be people very vocal groups of people who don't like it on one side or the other they may be a more prolific group online than some but like at least he's sort of been like this is my artistic decision I'm gonna stick to it and be okay with it no matter what and not forced to apologize to whomever for whatever. Yeah. I think it makes him cooler too. I agree. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the shoes? <laughs> I just burped. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bodily what you, functions. What you, I know. Coughing, sneezing, burping. Yeah. Um, what do you think of uh, Nike suing mischief? <laughs> That's how you say it. Um, well, I don't really – like the shoes, the imagery or whatever, the Satan imagery is fine. It was – the blood just made me feel sick. But there's a drop of the, the, blood that, in That there. wasn't like – I wasn't – I didn't go, oh, cool, edgy. I went, yuck. Well, That's what – because I just find that really disgusting. Oh. Just to – I just don't really like blood. Yeah, but I don't think you'd even really be touching it. Like I feel like – No, you wouldn't. No. But it's pretty – I don't know. I'd, 
like you know when you oh, get you know when you get your me. blood out like when you get a blood test and they take the big vial of <laughs> blood out of your yeah arm and you look at it and it's fucking revolting. You don't want to see that. Does it here? No, you get it out. Of, you get yeah. it there. No, when you get your blood taken, it's out at the top. Mm, of your arm. Get it there. That's an IV drip. No, I've. I don't. No, they do it there in your elbow. Oh yeah, there. <laughs> You can see on video we're having a fight about where you get blood yeah. taken out if of your you're arm. listening, we were just That's fighting injection. about injection. Oh. Yeah, injection. I told but you. But it's not down there. I was closer. Yeah, mm, No, I was in the right foray of the arm. You what are there you there? I'm saying here. Uh, whatever. Oh, my God. Sarah's wrong. <laughs> um, anyway. Vote in the comments who's <laughs> wrong right. in that scenario. Well, they can't no, even see I it. No, I get what you mean. I remember one time I was getting my blood taken and I, like, usually don't look, but then I just glanced and there was it's so much so blood disgusting. in it. was like, And it's like, way <laughs> darker than yeah. you think. It's like, ugh, it's fucking No, revolting. it doesn't bother me that there's blood in the shoe at all. Like, that didn't even – I didn't really think about that. I was oh. just kind of like – Whatever. I was just like, yuck. But it's not like, it's not a cool concept to me. No, it's I not li- cool. It's not cool. Like the whole thing is whatever. Like I, yeah. regardless of what, what I actually think about the, yeah. the artistic, artisticness, that's not a word. The art, artistry, artistry <laughs> of the shoes. I don't, I kind of find the whole thing leaning into Satan. Like, you know, there's 666 pairs and they're selling it for $1,018, which is in reference to like a Bible passage. Um, yeah, yeah, there's, you know, yeah. there's it's very, they're very committed to the same yeah. iconography. Um, so whatever, but the whole I just thought what was interesting is that mischief are kind of pushing back on. So, what has happened is that Nike have sued yeah. mischief and they've basically had to halt sending out the shoes, yeah. they've sold the shoes that they can't send them out. And mischief have pushed back and basically said they're a conceptual art collective and the products are art, it's not products. Mm. Um, and Lil Nas has come out and said kind of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and that it's against freedom of expression and stuff, which, I mean, what do you think well, of but that? The, I don't know what the definition of these things are legally, but is it art if you're using somebody else's, like, vehicle to, to, to make it? Like, they are using Nike shoes. I think it would be different. Yeah, I mean, it if is. If it was a blank random shoe, they'd made their own shoe. Go your fucking hardest. Well, right? I think that, Well, I think it's like it, you can easily get – you could literally get 100 pairs of Nike shoes, yeah. turn them into an artwork just by laying them out in front of each yeah. other and calling it art and yeah. putting it in an ex- exhibition, Well, anything's right? art. You could sell that as art, yeah. yeah. I guess – the line is where they're selling 666 pairs of the same shoe and apparently they will be exhibited in galleries. Um, but the idea that they're selling them as a collectible piece of art, that's where I'm kind of like, oh, I think you're selling them as like a designer shoe. Because people yeah. will wear them. Right. I think um, originally that was the intention and then they were like, <laughs> actually, we can pivot here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it, they are like that's the whole vibe as being an art collective or whatever, conceptual. Mm. Yeah. But I do get Nike being like, oh, because I think the issue for Nike uh, yeah. is that it's, they're just basically protecting their bottom line because yeah. they probably have had people be like, Nike's associating themselves with the devil, you right. know. Um, I understand why Nike's pissed off. I mean, it's like, what if you bought a <laughs> hundred Toyotas and then, I don't know, got, I mean, I don't know, maybe not because then people yeah. always buy cars and put decals on the side. Yeah. Like so you like, should be able it, to get a product. It's like, not appropriation, but like you should be able to get yeah. a a product and turn it into art if you want to buy decorating it. I yeah. guess the problem, the 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 real difference here, I would assume, is that they're like the volume, yeah, and how what they're doing and with the product. The, and they're it selling was, them it was as to a, be sold as apparel first and right, foremost, right? Rather yeah. than like 
a piece of art. I'm not sure if that's the best way to look at it, but that's how I would kind of. No, I mean, I don't um, know. I don't think it's like if they're really trying to sell us as art, make better art is what I would say because it's not very <laughs> interesting or cool. It's sort of just it does. It's not art. It's it, it's a concept for a sneaker, which I don't mind right. it as a concept for a sneaker. Yeah, as part of yeah. promoting Lil Nas's new yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah, but as a, I get what you're saying as like a piece of art. Well, I just don't think it says very much. But apart from being, it's just like pushing the envelope. Yeah, a lot of art. I mean, and that's a lot of like quote unquote art these days is yeah. like um, Dark Mofo had an issue with that, which we won't yeah. go into. But like, it's like it, it is purely just um, gratuitous shock value, right? Uh, yeah. I don't know how much art there really is lying underneath that, uh, and I guess it's the same for the shoes. I'd like to see um, mischief. Unpacking what is artistic about yeah. shoes. The blood. The blood. All right, should we move on? Yes. Okay. So last Thursday, makeup YouTuber James Charles posted a video titled Holding Myself Accountable in which he addressed recent allegations from two minors, boys under the age of 16, who had accused him um, via TikTok of sending them sexually explicit images and messages. So the first was in late 2020 and the other was quite recent in 2021 and James has consistently used the excuse that they lied and said they were 18 and that he added them on Snapchat and they quote messaged him first. Um, But he's kind of pivoted now, released this video where he basically says it's all his fault and that he only did it because he's desperate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did see this. So, what have you watched the apology video? I watched it. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the apology video? So I just need a little bit of clarity, just for just just to um, tell everyone, I did do my notes on this this topic uh, via Siri, both in a car and on a boat. So like on it talking because I couldn't. I was on the boat the whole week. Like I couldn't type in my computer. I had anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. But none of my notes make any sense. So I'm going to be very oh, good. Very much just reacting. Uh, just on the fly, off the okay. cuff here. Yeah. So what? Is- so I have questions. Um, uh, <laughs> the boys that he was uh, Snapchatting, uh, talking to, uh, DMing, whatever the fuck, they. Uh, okay. w- what was it? Was Snapchatting? Snapchatting. Okay. But I also love how much. <laughs> I did. I did do. Re- it was really difficult. Okay. I was on, like, I was. Mar- it was what's it called? Maritime law. There's no maritime law. Yeah. Anyway, no. I okay. So I know I watched the video and. Yeah. Because, but he doesn't necessarily provide context for what's happened, right? No. And I was trying to find articles and stuff that was was detailing what's gone on with these boys and stuff. And I found one boy's TikTok where it seemed just like he deleted a lot of messages that he'd sent to James and James, I don't know, on Snapchat. Like it was yeah. just like really quick. Of all random. of them are right. Like so that's why. I, yeah. So I was like getting really like I was just like, hang on, is this the right TikTok? Am I looking at the right thing? Bit confused. Um. So can you just clarify for me? How old are these boys? And they just made TikToks being like, James is sending me crazy so messages. Is that how it all came there out? There was one that apparently happened in like August 2020. Right. I'm not sure if that's the exact month, but there's yeah. been two in the part, recent ones. Mm-hmm. There was one and he came out and basically, I think his name is Isaiah. He's, is he's this, kind of popular. This is just, they just like, the only reason it came out is they just posted it on their TikToks. Yeah. That's what happened. It wasn't so, like a journalist did no, something. No, okay, it, okay, so this copy. guy posted it on his TikTok. And he's got like 200,000 followers. Yeah. Um, I may get some of these facts wrong because it is kind of hard to get the timeline right. But this is the gist. And he basically had all these photos of James 
Snapchatting him, mm-hmm. but he had the photos. They weren't screenshots. He'd like take them on another device. Yeah, and the vi- photos were like James basically. They were like semi nude. He didn't have yeah. all the nudes on there, but like James basically being like, "Send me pictures of your armpit," and like, pr- like they were sexual. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? They yeah, were sexually yeah, yeah. Okay, explicit, and they were yep. pictures of James Charles. They were real. Like, yeah, he's, no, no, no. I don't think that he's making. No, no, them no. Up. I know I just, you don't. Just, I'm yeah. just saying, like, I'm just for clarity's yeah, sake. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, cool. he had evidence okay. of this, and he basically said that James never asked how old he was. Um, right. And he said this to like Insider as well. Okay. Insider did that. They had Are they exclusively quotes. a YouTube drama. Apparently now. <laughs> but Insider now. had message mm. DMs from him where he said he never, okay. he never asked how old he was um, and he is 16 or he was 15. Like he's okay. around right, that right, age. Right. And then the most recent one was another guy coming out um, who is around the same yeah. age. Similar kind of yeah. story, um, except James. He had a picture of James saying "Happy Birthday, lol!" like on Snapchat. Yeah, which has sort of made people go, "How can you not, not know how old he was?" Saying "Happy Birthday," anyway. Okay. The whole and these are not also not the first times that James has been accused of predatory behaviour. We know back in 2019, yeah, when the whole Tati Westbrook thing yep, happened yep. and he was cancelled. He kind of got redeemed for that because he yeah, made I this bad video. For him. Well, so did I, but he yeah. made this video with all these receipts and stuff and people kind of like ch- chalked it up to basically people p- piling on and yeah. cancelling someone who didn't deserve to be. But there were allegations around that time that he'd harassed Grayson Dolan, one of the Dolan twins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Grayson, and also yeah, yeah. that he'd like tried to get nudes from Nathan's younger brother who was underage. Who's Nathan, Nathan? Jeffree Star's ex-boyfriend, sorry. <laughs> Me speaking about Nathan yeah. at first. <laughs> On first name basis. Copy that. Anyway, there's been other – there have been other allegations. Okay. I don't know all the details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Because people in our TikTok okay. comments will be like, you got this wrong and this yeah. wrong. But that's the gist. So – Can I ask one more question? Yes. Is it actually illegal for someone over the age of 18 to get with someone who's 16 years old if it's consensual? Yes. Is it really? Uh, it depends on the state. But they're under 16. Oh, they're under 16. Yeah, and there was okay. apparently – yeah, I think one of them was – yeah. So Even if it's consensual, this isn't me being dumb. It's just because like probably every single person I know would have had a situation in which they would have had a sexual interaction with someone. Yeah, it, look, it depends it, on the country and the state. Yeah, and all. Okay, I mean, we know right. in France you can do whatever the fuck you want. Right. But in like LA specifically, they're, they're all minors. Copy the whole thing, reason this is blown up is because they were all under 16. Or I think even under 18 in – LA. I wish I yeah. knew this specifically. No, but- I was just wondering because I'm like, t- like honestly, even ten years ago or five years ago or whatever, when we were fifteen, sixteen, it wouldn't have really been that big of a deal for anyone. In fact, it was quite normal for someone to be getting with a nineteen or a twenty year old, which is, in hindsight, so fucked. I don't find it that fucked. Really? No, I don't. For think like it's- a fifteen year old to be getting with no, like a twenty year old. No, because if it's a consensual interaction, isn't doesn't everyone always say like men's minds develop way way slower i don't think like, yeah i, I mean think it just depends on the interaction i don't think it's that weird or necessarily like a bad thing if two people are into it i think obviously if there's some manipulation or grossness involved yeah sure it's not okay mm. i um, think in this, but that's not always the case it, well i think in this scenario it sounds like first and foremost james charles is a celebrity mm. and he's added yeah these guys on snapchat like he's found and yeah. in a lot of he scenarios, sought, sought one them of them, out. he sought them out. And yeah. one of the, in one of them, like the first or one of the first Snapchat messages from this Isaiah guy, I'm probably yeah. saying his name wrong, was like, um, was like, I'm such a big fan of yours. Oh my god, I love you. Yeah. So he's yeah. sort of going out his way to like seek 
like what's weird about this yeah. is that he's going out of his way to like seek out these guys yeah. who are quite obviously his fans because they follow him. Yeah. And they also look young. It's not like he yeah. like got fooled into thinking they're 18. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is what he's suggesting. He's suggesting yeah. they all lied about his age and it's not his fault. It's like how I just find it fucked that he's consistently um Sorry, I just got distracted by no, the pop-up uh, on my computer. I, this he's is consistently sorry, going out his way to find guys to date. And yeah. it just so happens that there's all of these guys uh, who are underage. under the age of 16. And okay. he's oh. messaging them first. It's like not yeah. that hard to just like well, not date people who are underage. The, my sort of like, this isn't even a counter to that. It's more just me thinking off the cuff after that. Uh, presumably more, most James Charles fans are younger, right? Yes. They're going to be te- teenagers most of the time, maybe early 20s, but most of the time I'm going to be teenagers, right? So what I'm thinking is the reason in which – and I'm not excusing his behaviour. I'm just sort of deducing how this has occurred. Um, he's He's got people sort of DMing him, whatever, liking his photos. He's seen it like and being like they're hot, whatever. Most of the people DMing and liking his photos are probably teenagers. He's maybe choosing to ignore those warning signs, asking them how old they are, or maybe he's not asking them how old they are. But I would get, have reason to believe that he would probably would ask people at right. least. Even or if or – even I don't have know. to fucking ask. Well, no, I don't think that that's – I think he would probably be asking to be like, I don't want to get in trouble again if he's asking. So like you don't like it's not really fair to to but say if you have to ask. He suggests I think it is no because I'm like you shouldn't. I, how old he? He's 21. Yeah, but people who are that age like look young. You still get ID'd when you're 21. Yeah, but well, like is it is it fair for the bottle shop to ask? Like it's like of course they're gonna ask. It's fine to ask how old someone is. Yeah. Just wondering how old they are. But if you're concerned that someone's not 18 yet and you're 21, I just think it's like especially if you're a celebrity. Mm. I just think if you're a celebrity and you're like you're messaging fans, like you're finding people. I find it weird he's seeking them out. I find yeah. that weird because I would have thought like, and this is what I thought from the way his video went, is that he had these guys probably in his DMs a bit or whatever. And maybe, look, maybe they were. And then he sort of reached yeah. out to them and kind of jumped on that because he thought they were hot. Maybe he's asked them their age, maybe he hasn't, whatever. But his fans tend to be skew young. So you would probably be safe in the assumption that they, if are un- if they're not 18, they're under 18, right? So he's probably fucked up there. Um, but I do also think like for those boys, you'd be like, if, okay, if, if like Harry Styles – like when we were in school or Justin Bieber messaged you, messaged you being like, hey, what's up? Like, what's your Snapchat? You would fucking lose it. You would be like, yeah. oh, my God. And but then if he then messaged you being like, how old are you? You would lie. And you would say 18 because you wouldn't want them to stop talking to you. But that's on him. Why? You lie. Because they're the celebrity. Because so they're, they're going not- into this like young this, – because it, that's on them. Like it's What's actually, on them? Like legally it's on him. Yeah, but that's in a legal thing. But I just but mean in like a more of a general sense of like hom- conversation. I, if you I was a celebrity, I would never fucking go into some random guy who looks young's DMs and message them or like add them on Snapchat. They're horny boys. That's what they do. Find someone who you like know is your age. Like it's. I just mm. don't think it's that fucking hard. I don't think he, he's what, he him saying he's desperate. One, I'm like, he's kind of a loser, so it's not like that's funny. <laughs> but he's very famous. Yeah, and yeah. he's not like ugly. Like he could easily get 
people Someone, his well, own that's, age. I think why I find it probably the most confusing is that I don't understand how he's Because I just got, don't think it's true. I think he's – I don't – look. Well, I've maybe – okay. Maybe he does have a fetish for young guys and it's a weird thing. But I'm just trying to be like – I just feel like it's a really intense, full-on thing. And I do think that like – if I was a 16-year-old or whatever, I would 100 million percent lie about my age. Totally. If, and, like, I don't know necessarily if that is in a sort of moral context on the other person. If you've been, like, I'm 18, like, what would give them reason to believe you weren't? I know legally that that's not, you know, won't hold up in a court of law. But if if some if you asked a guy, you met a guy out, and you're like, how old are you? And they were, like, 25. And then they later told you that they were 30. Like you had no reason to believe that they or whatever the other way. You yeah. had no reason to believe that they weren't twenty five. Like why would they why would they lie? And I think he is in an interesting position because one, I don't know if he actually asked their age, but two, when you are famous, navigating this shit is so much harder. And I don't know whether or not he was being naive well, I guess he was being naive, but it is a very like he really, I guess, like has to have a fucking manager or like because most like One Direction all that when they would get with people on tour they would like take your phone and verify your identity like that's what happens like right you get like you don't have your phone in the hotel suite in case you have photos of them so do you, like there's checks and balances for like casual relationships for these like famous people so I guess he just has not done that and found no, himself in a precarious position like, yeah it seems like he's and he says it in the video like it's strange because he's been so like yeah. So unwise in behaving like this. Like, yeah, he, it's, it's so, weird. it's, <clears throat> excuse me. He's like really put himself in a position where like this could happen. Like he's, it's, it is weird that, but that's why mm, I'm like, you think it's on purpose because of well, that. I don't know. Like it's I just, weird. to be honest, I'm like, it's I just, callous for someone it's not who's yeah. that hard not mm. to date people who are under the age of 18. Yeah. It's not that hard. And you like, yeah. I guess if they're the people that are throwing themselves at you and he's quote unquote desperate, that's his reasoning for it. I don't know but whether see, or not I'm that's like, true. If you were desperate, surely just lower your standards. Like don't lower the age you go for. You know what I yeah. mean? Like if yeah. you're, I just don't like, I believe he's desperate, but I'm like, mm. kind of sounds like from what he said over the years that he's like, yeah. I'm really into straight guys. He has said, I'm really into young looking straight guys. Right. Which is like, mm, sweetie, you yeah. need to go for gay guys and maybe like yeah. not go for guys that look young. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But like, is just- it fair game if they're 18? Yeah. Is that what it is? So but it's, it's still like. Were they going, were these guys like into it or were they like freaked out by it? Because I don't well, know that. That's what I don't the know. The other thing that's happened there is that, and in some of the screenshots you can see, like it seems like he's being pretty pushy. Like sexually. Sexually yeah, wanting, wanting them yeah. to send him yeah. pictures. Because if they're into it, it does change the dynamic as well. Because if Harry Styles was fucking messaging us when we were 16 and we said we were 18 and we were really into it, obviously we probably would be yeah um like you wouldn't have much well not you specifically but in general personally you wouldn't have as much of an issue with it because it's it is consensual and like you're excited by it but if it's like a pushy older guy then it's weird yeah I mean it seemed look I'm not actually a hundred percent sure but from the things I've seen it looks like he was being like pretty like pushy with like come on just do it kind of thing yeah but it's also you know we don't yeah, or like pictures of there was one specifically he wanted them to go into the shower and take a picture of their armpit. That's so specific. <laughs> it's specific. Apparently yeah. he's into armpit hair. Um, but like, <laughs> it's like I just look at the whole thing and I'm like, it's just he's been a little careless and just mm. 
it's just yuck. Like, I don't mm. know. I just find it like it's not – it just feels like he's kind of – like it is sort of an abuse of power in that he's like mm. – he is really famous and he's specifically going for people who are his fans. Yeah, I think it's hard because, like, that's a double-edged thing. Go for some like, hot random gay guys on yeah. Instagram. Like, find random guys who, like, aren't yeah. following you. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Who are obviously the, the, adults. The power dynamic thing is tricky because I understand, like, he is the famous one in that scenario and obviously he – but, like, they – I guess they get – it depends if they're into it because they get something out of it if they're into it because it's like, oh, my God, I'm fucking Snapchatting James Charles. That is a mutually beneficial relationship in that even if James Charles is, like, knows that they're only doing it because they're his fan. But the only thing I would say to that is that, like, it's not mutually beneficial because, like, because they are – you're such a fan of them – you will do things that you wouldn't that necessarily you wouldn't. otherwise do because you don't want to disappoint your idol. Yeah, but you Which makes it a massive I, power I, I accept that, but I'm also just like you're also like talking to your idol. Do you know what I mean? So it is that is a big fucking thing for you in that right. exchange. Like you're also mm-hmm. getting the op- like, you know, talking or in any capacity. And like if you're into it, epic. If you're not, not epic. But do you know what I mean? Like, I, I just think that there is sort of a trade-off of that, like, yeah, you know, he's able to exploit that relationship and you're also able to exploit that relationship in a different way. May not be equal, but I just, I just think that, I don't know. I'm also just like with this whole thing, though, like even with the age thing, going yeah. back to that, like, it just seems really unlikely that he couldn't just find out their age. Like he's saying yeah, he I didn't go know. on their public profiles to find out their age. I'm like... But you found them on Snapchat and added them, but you couldn't figure out how old it's they were. Really, like, yeah, I don't A lot don't of them understand. have been like, I have my age in my Instagram bio. Yeah. Which, like, maybe they put there later or whatever. But yeah. it's just like. No, I'm not, like, doubting them. Nah. And also because it, it's I such just... an. On, it's like not the first. The whole thing is that this has happened, like, so many times now where yeah. it's like. It's obviously a trend. Also, um, the him trying to do ASMR in his apology video. Oh, my God. I had to turn it up so loud. I couldn't hear it. <laughs> Every, like, response video yeah. I've watched to this is people, like, everyone's like, we've had to, like, edit the video to get the volume yeah. up. But he's also like, hi, everyone. My name's James Charles. Like, it's like he's, he's trying very to be, quiet. He's trying to be relaxing and do ASMR. <laughs> he's doing ASMR and apology. Yeah. Trying to lull people into a false yes. sense of security. It's a new version. Nah. Um, I think the whole – I think in a macro sense, like, the older, younger thing – is more nuanced than just a categorical no per, for me personally. But I guess in the context of this story with James and specifically what's gone on, and especially if these guys aren't into it, I think it's a little bit fucked. I don't know though. I just feel like 15-year-olds shouldn't be – I just don't think that should be a thing with 21-year-olds and 15-year-olds. I just think it's part of the – I just think that's life. Like I just really? think that, ha- that happens. Like I don't think it's necessarily like every oh, single time a just... power dynamic. Like I know that it might seem gross to us now, but when you're 15, think about it. Yeah, but what about when you're 21? Like I couldn't even fat like, – No, I, just... I know, but it's also like – Like I think it's gross that 21-year-olds want to date 15-year-olds. I know, but it's not gross to you when you're 15 and you get with a 21-year-old guy. Why is it gross to the 21-year-old? Yeah, but it's just know. not. Like... It's, just, it's just like mm. I don't know. I don't think that that's necessarily always – something problematic Mm. i think it's a pretty common experience especially and i know whatever it's gender but uh generalizing but especially if the girls are younger and the guys are older it it often girls often look to older guys it's the same age gap as being 20 and dating a you know 27 year old guy like that happens a lot and i understand that they're underage and stuff but i mean whatever i know that there's laws consent laws and maybe it is like 
wrong on paper, but I don't think that you can – it's a sweeping statement. Yeah, wrong. I mean, just remember in France it's not wrong. Exactly so. right. If it's not wrong in France, it's not wrong anywhere. Exactly. Can't wear a burqa in France <laughs> anymore. Um, we take all of our um, – Legal cues Legal from cues from France. Anyway, all right. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay. Um, just before we go to our next story, we have a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Nike's new co- collaboration with me, the Angel Shoe. There will be a drop of my tears in every shoe. They will sell it for $1,996 the year I was born. Beautiful. Yeah. Can I have a pair for free? Maybe. What shoe is it we collab with? I don't really know any of the Nike shoes, so Uh, you can pick. A 98. Is it a nice white one, like an angel colour? Oh, but they can be any colour. Oh, Nike 98. Air Max 98. Air Max 98. Yeah, yeah we'd go with – yes, that looks correct. Oh, you just touched the screen. Oh, does that matter? Oh, it's touch screen. Yeah. Um, Or like a 91. Whatever. Then we're going to go to 98 because that's the first one I saw. Okay. That looks good. Okay. Um, okay. Can we like pause because I really need to blow my nose? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so – as we said before, this week we're doing something a little different for our last story, a uh, new thing that we've come up with where we take you guys maybe back in time and cover, cover either a specific like pop culture story or a persona that maybe you've forgotten about, you didn't know all the facts about, whatever. This time we're going to cover the life and struggles of actress Amanda Bynes. Um, also, thank you to Mila Tequila, is that her name, I on YouTube. So, yeah. Um her videos are like really good so and helped me a lot with like piecing together this this whole thing chronologically so for this episode i'm going to kind of be telling a bit of the story um and in some episodes hannah will be telling the story whatever switching back and forth but just so you know okay so the first part of Amanda's life follows a very familiar child star pattern. Uh, her parents were pretty regular people. They were dentists. Uh, she started acting the age of seven um, in both ads and plays and was... What happened? Uh, his computer's out of restarting. Hannah's computer's restarting. <laughs> <laughs> Should I just leave that in? Not my computer. It's Angus's. I'm computer. just gonna leave it in. Okay. Uh, just keep going. Sorry. Uh, cool. So, um, she was in ads and plays when she was seven, and was scouted by a Nickelodeon producer while at a comedy summer camp called the Los Angeles Laugh Factory when she was nine. From this, they cast her on the Nickelodeon Kids sketch comedy show, All That. And then when she was 13, she got her own show, The Amanda Show, uh, which she did for three years to a lot of commercial and critical acclaim, uh, cementing her as a big up-and-coming star alongside the likes of Lindsay Lohan, Hilary Duff, Raven Simone, Olsons, and other child stars from that earlier 2000s era. Uh, Hannah, what were your impressions of Amanda during this time, the, the youth formative youth time? Um. The Amanda show was amazing. Oh, my God. I loved Such that a fucking show. good show. And remember always being so happy when yeah. it came on. Um, and to look at that show in hindsight, like just thinking about mm. some of – because I remember like so much of it. Even the – like no, I still I do remember that sometimes. Courtney, um, her name was that character. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's amazing. It's genuinely incredible that she was able to do that at such a young age because she – it was kind of like a Chris Lilly style right. show where she, I mean, not in the format, but like the fact that she's she playing played so all these many characters. different characters. Yeah. Like it, 
she was an incredible comedic actress yeah. when she was fucking 13. I know. Like, it's really, honestly, that show, if you haven't seen it, you should legit watch it because it's so amazing. She, like, wiped the floor not only with every other child actor, even older child actors, but most of the adult actors as well. Like, she ran rings around them. Yes. She was so fucking good. Like, I think she's, like, a... When you look at that, you're like, okay, you, she's a one in a million talent. Yes. Like, you're like, she's like got that Melissa McCarthy, Jim Carrey, sort of um, Will Ferrell, natural base level funniness. Like, totally. she doesn't, like, it, that that kind of skill that you can't, you can't teach. Like, it doesn't exist, you just, you, it doesn't exist in a classroom. I'm thinking you, about it. The no, she was, dad, she was so young. The yeah. <laughs> All the one- <laughs> Even like the girls' room. Do you remember all the the, the re- girls' room? room. The, the reality show where they're all in the car, in the car. <laughs> like it was just she like and like obviously she she probably didn't write these sketches. No, but, like, but she that comedic fucking, acting is like everything oh when it comes to. Oh fuck, she was funny. She, yeah, I think she was. I think it makes it ten times more devastating about yeah. what happened because you looked at her and you were like. And I think with a lot of other child stars, I don't know if you have this thought, but like you look at them and you're like, you were lucky. Do you know what I mean? Like Selena Gomez was lucky right. that she got picked. Right. Like even like I love Hillary Duff, but Hillary Duff was lucky. They a lot of them were very lucky that they were the one kid that was picked out of the thousands that were just like them. Amanda was not lucky. She no, every totally. deserved every part of that. She was truly one of a kind, I think. No, I 100% agree with you. I think that's – I thought you were going to say they're lucky as in, like, that they didn't end up like she no, did because, no, no. interestingly enough, Hillary Duff and Selena Gomez actually both – No, they didn't. Managed to Maybe get out. Maybe the key is not having talent. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Hillary, I think, is – Hillary Duff is talented. Talent. But, like, she – you're right. She's not, like – I mean, when she was in Lizzie McGuire, she wasn't, like – she was great, but she wasn't, like – No, some amazing actress. No, she was just – yeah. yeah. Like a good, you know, Whatever, solid for a blonde teenage girl. Yeah. yeah. But Amanda Bynes totally was like a, such a specific talent. And like, I think it does make it sadder because I think to, for me and I'm sure you and a lot of other mm. people, like she, along with Hilary Duff, was one of those people that I like loved as a child. Same. Like I loved seeing her. Mm. I loved the Amanda show. I loved watching her in the, all the movies she was in. Um, yeah. yeah. So I just I think it made it really... Well, we'll see what happens next. Well, yeah. Okay. So part two. In 2002, at age 16, Amanda decided not to continue with the Amanda show in favor of pursuing more mature movie roles like her peers were doing. So this saw her star over the years um, in a string of comedy films, Big Fat Liar with Frankie Muniz. That's who she was with, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, What a Girl Wants with Colin Firth, uh, the WB sitcom series, What I Like About You, Love Wrecked, Hairspray, Easy A, and, of course, She's the Man. Uh, And around this time, Amanda, unbeknownst to the public, who were sort of more focused on, like, the Paris, Lindsay's, Nicole's, party girls, um, she was suffering from majorly devastating mental health issues, mainly to do with body image. Uh, and she felt like she was always typecast as this sort of cute, quirky girl and that she always looked ugly or fat in comparison to her peers at the time. Um, over time, this led to a very serious Adderall addiction um, mixed with smoking a lot of weed to the point where she'd, by the time she'd got like later in years, so we're talking like 2009, 10, she'd be chewing pills on set um, and unable to like memorize lines or act just in a complete haze pretty much the whole time. She would catch glimpses of herself on camera and think she looked so ugly and horrible and have to leave set. 
um, and things got to such a serious point that she had to drop out of her role in the movie Hall Pass. Uh, and this is when, at 24, she declared that she was retiring from acting. Um, what are your thoughts, I guess, firstly, on her sort of transition to movies and then her retiring from them? Because we didn't know at the time that this is why no. that had happened. Uh, well, obviously, this is so long a similar thing. I personally mm. loved every movie Amanda Bynes was in. And funnily enough, I literally remember watching Love Wrecked and loving Love mm. Wrecked, which is a terrible movie. Yeah, it movie. got panned. It was, it was like they kept remaking and then went straight to TV or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, just thinking about that movie, like it's so fucking bad. I watched it recently. Like I literally was like, I want to watch Love Wrecked. I watched Easy A recently. Oh, Easy yeah. it makes me classic. It makes me devastated because like, you look at Emma Stone and Emma Stone is a great actress, just full stop great actress, even a great comedic actress sometimes. Yeah. Amanda, every scene. Sorry, running rings around yeah. her. Like, anyway, sorry, keep going. Yeah, and I guess, like, that's the other thing is that, like, obviously she's the man. I really love that as well. But, like, oh, that movie is. In what you're saying is running rings, it makes it. Sorry, I'm losing my voice. Um, <clears throat> you watch her in a movie like She's the Man mm. or Easy A, and it's like, it's so devastating because you just look at, like, what could have been. I know. And, like, I just think. What's particularly interesting about hearing about how Amanda felt during this period oh was God. how much her body image affected her choices, obviously by choosing to go on Adderall because she had read that it would yeah. make her skinny. Um, and, like, that's how it was ad- being advertised yeah. at the time. And Adderall, for those who don't know, is, like, what you go on for ADHD. Yeah. So she, she pretended to have ADHD yeah. so that she could go on it. Um, but she said in, to Paper Magazine in 2018 that, she f- like how she felt looking at herself as a man in she's the man um and how she felt mm. it basically made her like question how she looked and yeah. feel really out of, like out of body and whatever yeah. and i do remember thinking like watching that movie how strange it would be to see yourself yeah. represented so, so convincingly cl- as so well. convincingly yeah. as a man and everyone believed cuz she did look like a guy yeah. in the, that movie and like that kind of would bring up feelings of weird gender yeah. dysphoria or whatever like yeah and questions around how you actually look and yeah. you know especially for someone who's already in such a vulnerable yeah. position in that that way but just hearing that and her like her obsession with wanting to be skinny and thin and beautiful it's just like you like it's you so much more than that like I, also she was so beautiful like she was yeah. actually very beautiful it wasn't yeah. like she was even vaguely average looking she was a like completely beautiful extremely talented girl and there's like a story the reason she like really officially quit acting was because she saw the premiere of easy a and was like so horrified with how she looked in her performance that she was like i can never do this again but when she went to see it she was like hi and i think that probably compounded the experience but like it's just like such an awful destructive thing to think about someone who has in many ways everything going for them, wasn't like a party girl at all, like wasn't and was supremely talented. Like she could have gone from doing like, I guess, teen comedy movies to like easily having the career of, you know, someone like a Melissa McCarthy or someone like a big comedic, even more than that, like an Emma Stone even. She could have, I'm sure she could have pivoted and done uh, non-comedic roles as well. Like there's no reason why not. And unfortunately this just like, it's such a horrible, like, anytime I've heard it described, like, the level of hating how you look so much and, like, this will come back in further into the story of just how it looks obsessed she became is such a 
fucking terrifying thing because I think every teenage girl has that level of destructiveness in them for for how how they look and and the fact that it it felt so like um has it have you seen requiem for a dream no the mum requiem for a dream goes on diet pills and like that's like a and that movie is like pretty hectic in in the way it's shot and stuff it's very full-on but like she ends up just going into full psychosis because diet pills are just basically speed yeah um because she wants to look good for because she got called up to be on a game show or something on tv anyway but like that's how i'm imagining like how amanda sort of descended into this black hole of yeah. full psychosis and i'm just like it's so fucking heartbreaking obviously for anyone but someone who was so prolific and talented and yeah, really one of a kind. It just it's so heartbreaking. I yeah. can't. Anyway. Let's get let yet another example of like no matter being a young yeah. woman in this industry and no matter how incredible you mm. are and talented you are, you can be made to feel I know that you're completely not good enough. And the other fucked thing about this is like the women who speak out about this, like yeah. random, I always bring her up, but Taylor Swift has come out yeah. and spoken about her feelings about Demi. her body. Demi does Demi, exactly. Justice for Demi. Justice for Demi, obviously um, Amanda Bynes in hindsight has. Yeah. But all of these women have most spoken. Most of them have probably had issues Yes, sure. But most of the, the ones who have spoken yes, up about yeah, it, yeah, I mean, sorry. but what's so absurd about it is like they are the ones who are being used as representations of beauty for young women. Yeah. Like they are the ones yeah. who were made to go, well, this is what you're meant to yeah. look like because they are who were in yeah. the big movies and like – you would have seen Amanda Bynes, despite that she looked the fact that she looked she was dressed as a boy the whole time. Yeah. She also had her pretty scenes, and she's the man. Yeah, and, and she as was young, stunning. In yeah, those and scenes. as a young girl, yeah. you'd be like, "Oh my god, I want to be Amanda Bynes. She's yeah. so funny and she's so pretty." Whatever. Yeah, and yet it's the exact people who are basically but their bodies are being used to tell young women yeah. this is what you should look like. Yeah, they also fucking hate themselves. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's no, just, it's fully fucked. No and one can possibly fucking win. It's, no, yeah. unless you don't consume any media or are in any media. Yeah. It's so cool that we bring that up. Sorry, I know we should move on to the next part, but like in this era, I remember. I guess because it was so, she was such a star for our age group. Yeah. I remember her being the one that I was just like, I want to be like her because she was so yeah. funny, but she was also like cool and pretty and yeah. like popular and in movies and talented and whatever and i was just like you're the one i identify yeah. with kind of thing and then just oh it's so fucking sad <laughs> I don't, I like anyway okay next part so having retired from acting and having nothing to do all day considering she acted pretty much from when she was like nine years old until up until this point every day um amanda turned to partying and drugs um she was in sort of like a relative state of psychosis for a lot of this time due to her heavy drug use this is sort of during this period from about 2011 to 2015 amanda um was involved in several driving related incidences hit and runs etc she was arrested on drug charges which is where that infamous bong out of the window photo comes from if anyone remembers that um she was having physical altercations with the paparazzi over literally her being like I look bad in these photos and like some of the quotes were her being like I need to look good I need to look pretty delete the photos and then the list goes on so she also became increasingly present on Twitter um fixating on mentioning other celebrities specifically the classic example is I want Drake to murder my (laughs) vagina um but also other more degrading things like always focusing on people's looks and calling people ugly all the time she would consistently talk about plastic surgery she wanted to get or had had um, claim the paparazzi were like doctoring photos to make her look ugly or putting her face on other people's bodies or whatever um, and would claim that she doesn't drink or do drugs and the press were making it up 
um, or people were setting her up. And also to jog your memory during this time period of what she was like, it was when she was wearing the various wigs um, and reports from people attending her apartment in New York said that her house was a mess. The windows were taped up so that no one could see in and take a bad photo of her. Um, And there were a lot of drugs around. Hannah, do you remember all of this happening? Yes. So the first clear memory I have of this period was, of course, the Drake tweet. Mm. Um. And also the spin class situation at Equinox. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which she, I believe, happened in 2012. So she was in a spin class and in the middle of class she got up and started wandering around trying to find another bike. And then when she found another bike, she decided to start applying a full face of makeup in the middle of class and got kicked out. And what's so in, not interesting but, like, weird about these stories is that, like, they are inherently kind of funny. Like, in yeah. the sense that it's, like, like – it's just funny to think yeah. of like someone pop, doing that. Pop yeah. off, go off, and like just <laughs> yeah, in the middle of glass, like fuck it. I want a bong just... out the window to yeah, get it away from the police who are exactly. raiding your Or like, I want Drake to murder my vagina. Yeah. You know? And she, excuse me, she in hindsight has been like, it wasn't not true. I was just <laughs> yeah. I was on drugs and trying to be funny. Um, and what I find so interesting about obviously these things are all incredibly sad, mm, mm. and we shouldn't laugh at them. But at the same time, I'm like. She's fucking funny even yeah. when she's high on yeah, drugs. Yeah, even, even when she's in psychosis. Even when she's in psychosis, she's still managing to yeah. make it, like, funny. entertaining, yeah. you know. And no, like she's, yeah. Yeah, but I do remember finding it very confusing and scary, like, because I think it was the first time, for me at least, where I felt, um, I, like, I guess the oldest point I'd been, because I was, we were all quite young, or at least yeah. our age group yeah. were young when it happened to Britney. Yeah. And even Lindsay Lohan. But, like, when it happened to Amanda Bynes, that was by the point we were probably, like, 15, 16. Yeah. And, like, that was the first time that I'd ever seen someone who I'd always really admired when I was a kid Fourth. Yeah, be pu- publicly sort of impacted by drug abuse no, and sure. trauma, I think. I think as well, like, I, rem- I definitely remember at the time seeing these photos and people making – I think the media was so different and obviously because – social media wasn't as prolific you didn't consume things with so much commentary you sort of would just right. see like a Perez Hilton photo of Amanda Bynes in this week and be like she's fucking crazy oh my right. god like or she would do and that would be like the rhetoric would be like a snap thing like that whereas now it's like think pieces and like whatever like yeah. hectic twitter threads about like mental health and all that stuff yeah. which you know what is a great thing in some capacities and is not great thing in other capacities such as life but there are entire podcasts right <laughs> exactly right but i think like it, it it was i definitely felt like i had only yeah different sort of random bits and i wasn't really seeing the full extent of how troubling and concerning this was, especially the stuff talking about constantly talking about looks, surgery, she wanted yeah, to get totally. other people being ugly as if being ugly was the worst thing that could happen yeah. to a person. Just like further sort of talking about what we were discussing before and how tragic and deeply ingrained that need for, I mean, anyone, but probably particularly young women yeah. to look good goes. And um, yeah, I, I I was really sort of shocked when revisiting this, just how intense it was. I thought it was just a couple of things. And I think we saw, we would always see stuff with like Lindsay in Paris and all those girls. Like we'd see that like regularly because they were sort of tabloid fodder for so long. Yeah. We expected it from them, but hers genuinely was just really fucking, I don't know, troubling. I think it also sort of felt like it popped up out of nowhere. Right, exactly. Because I think it sort of, it felt with the others that there yeah. was kind of an ongoing build up because they were partying and we were seeing yeah. them go out, going out and stuff. Whereas yeah. Amanda, like she was an easy gay in 2010. Yeah. And then that was kind of her last that was it. bit. And then 
stuff started happening like a year, like 2011. So it sort of felt as though it wouldn't have been sudden, but I think to to an external audience, it felt like it happened kind of suddenly. Oh, for her and people around her, I'm sure it wasn't. Totally. Also, at this time, I forgot to mention, but her like agent and lawyer and manager and all those people dropped her because she just wouldn't really? answer the phone. Yes. Oh, I so they know all that. dropped her. So she was pretty much alone. They all dropped her. She was um That's so awful. Yeah, because she just like wouldn't answer the phone and wouldn't turn up to set or like or just a bunch of different things. Yeah. And they were like, We can't continue to represent you if we if we don't hear from you ever. And that I think uh, we've spoken about this last week actually with Demi, but talking about how those people around you become your friends. Yeah. She's probably very alone. She moved to New York from LA Everybody's dropped her. Her parents are in Texas, maybe, or LA, or whatever Texas, at the time. I think. She has maybe no real friends out there. I mean, we don't know, but like she has no one really looking out for her, no one with even the financial incentive to look out for her, yeah. which is often how people get back on the rails because their teams are like, we need you to make money. Totally. Um, and which is probably toxic in and of itself, but she was really quite alone. And it, I think it's quite obvious. Oh, it's so poor sad. girl. Anyway, okay, last part. Just the whole so, thing to me, but no, it's, no uh, it is. It's like is, anyway, though. okay. So after um, sorry, after a string of really horrible run-ins with the law, including Amanda starting a fire in a random driveway in LA and being put on psychiatric hold, she was also virtually homeless. Um, and put on she was put under a temporary conservatorship by the court, which her parents controlled, similar to Brittany. Uh, the first time this happened, she seemed to be on the straight and narrow. She enrolled in a fashion design school and was attending all of her classes. She started, sorry, getting some of her more questionable tattoos removed um, and was going to rehab. So she was released from the conservatorship because she was kind of meeting all of the requirements. Soon after this, though, she was arrested for a DUI, got caught shoplifting and somehow got into the company of Sam Lofty, that dodgy manager who's responsible for a lot of the shit that happened to Britney Spears when she kind of had her very public breakdown. This is then when Amanda tweeted that her dad sexually assaulted her as a child. Um, and then the next day took it back saying, my dad never did any of those things. The microchip in my brain made me say those things, but he's the one that ordered them to microchip me. After this, she gets uh, tricked in an airport car switcheroo situation where she thinks she's meeting this Sam Lofty guy, but is actually meeting her parents and their lawyer where she gets taken inside trick into psychiatric hold again. She publicly badmouths her family to a serious point a few more times and then the conservatorship is reinstated. She gets diagnosed with bipolar and stops back at rehab. Um, this time she actually stays in treatment, goes back to uni and then gets the face tattoo that she has now. Um, and the conservatorship I think is ramped down to just being over her finances, right? I think that's what's happened. It's a bit muddy. There's not that much reporting about it. Right. But she's definitely still financially <laughs> under a conservatorship. But no, no, I don't know if it's over her person's like Britney has I'm as well. Sure. Anyway, yeah. so she also meets her – this is coming up to recently. She also meets Paul, her fiancé. This is kind of where she's at now. Although in 2018 um, where she admitted to her drug use and everything, um, she did declare that she wanted to get back into acting, but nothing has really eventuated from there. She's been very quiet since. Hannah, where do you think that Amanda goes from here? Um, I think it's very interesting about this, firstly, that I didn't know Amanda had was in a conservatorship until very recently. Yeah, neither did I. Unlike Britney, she seems to be um, pretty vocal about getting out of it. Like she's mm. made videos on social media, although that may be because perhaps 
It was something they, to do with the rehab she was going to and how much money she was paying for the rehab and she didn't yeah. have the, she wasn't legally allowed to choose which rehab she's going to. So she was – that's why, I think. I don't know. Right. It's a bit – the details, there's but not a lot of reporting about it. Her posting about it, I think, also mm. suggests perhaps she has – because there was there was the – at some point it was suggested that her parents were posting on her social media. Yeah. But I think, you know, it's sort of difficult to know. But um, I wonder in this case how bad – a conservatorship mm. actually is for her finances. I agree. Because it seems like unlike Brittany, she's only really just been able to recover from her period mm. of drug abuse and like misusing her finances yeah. and everything. That maybe in this case, this is when a conservatorship is helpful. helpful. Like, And it should yeah. be temporary, like, right? They're, yeah, sh- they're not meant course. to be as long as Brittany's was. But I feel like, I mean, look, I don't know anything about Amanda's yeah. parents, um, but you kind of – you hope in this situation because she was like throwing mm. all her money away and wasn't mentally fit mm. that this would be when yeah. it, it would be it would work. I agree. Um, yeah. Whereas obviously, I guess the difference with Brittany is that Brittany's like been in it for far too long, and she's yeah. it, she's in a position now where it looks like she's she's been able to work for the past yeah. ten years. Whereas Amanda was completely unable Amanda to was work. not working. Amanda yeah. was in psychosis. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I feel like there is a difference here in terms of. I don't know if we should necessarily like. I don't know whether people. It seems like people are conflating yeah. the the two, and I think they they are yeah. different. No, um, I I sorry to interrupt you. I agree with you. I think in mm. this situation, I think especially the fight because she's unable to work particularly, and I don't know if she ever will. Because I think I saw an interview with like one of her lawyers that was more recent, being like, you know, she said she was going to get back into acting, and then she just realized it was too much and took a step back. And we don't really know what her relationship is with drug use or whatever. And I think in this situation, because she's unable to work and we don't know <coughs> when or if she will ever be able to work in the capacity that she did, and especially in a capacity that can pay for a rehab, an expensive constant right. treatment program, it having someone else manage it, if things are still precarious, manage her finances. It, totally. Maybe a good decision. <laughs> like, I want someone yeah. to manage my finances. You know, right. I'm like, in the, obviously that's a joke. Like yeah. obviously you want to be able to manage your own finances, yeah. but I agree. I think in this situation, like, if someone is going to basically harm themselves mm. by being in sole control yeah. over their finances, you know, maybe I think there is a time and place for conservatorships. They exist for a reason. Yeah. But on another note, she graduated from her associate's degree yeah. at FITM, which is the Fashion, Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, Something I believe. Like that. Um, and she's now going for her bachelor's. But I really do hope she does eventually get back into acting. I would do anything. Like, but I don't I, care if it's yeah. a random guest starring yeah, role. Yeah. Like, you know, I just I would watch anything I that know. she's in. I would I literally I I my my biggest fear though is this has taken the Amanda out of Amanda. Do you know what I mean? I feel I like you put I remember watching an interview with her in twenty eighteen when she sort of tried to have a comeback and then I think she was like, I can't, this is too much. Was that the interview with that girl? Weird girl. Oh, my God. It's so bizarre. I feel like it would have been a better – I just think that it interview was, was weird so because weird. the interviewer was so strange. Yeah, but if Amanda anyone of you want to find the interview, you can just search Google. Amanda Bynes' yeah. interview, like, 2018 or whatever. It was whatever. the only one. There was um, only one. But it was the but, interviewer um, did oh, a hot or not thing. It was, no, it was absolutely fucking strange. It was like – I you think realize- Amanda must have known her. I think that's why. Oh, okay. It seemed like that. But but um, <laughs> but it, regardless, Amanda didn't seem – completely comf- comfortable no i think she just was obviously like one probably very anxious yeah because yes, it's like her exactly, first time yeah. and like 
probably, I mean, who knows what it's like inside her head, but mm. I don't know. I, ho- I hope she's happy with her fiance. I hope he's I nice too. and treats her right. I do too. I just hope she's okay. Like that's yeah. really it. I don't think, I think she gave us a fantastic body of work and we should be appreciative if she ever comes back. Amazing. It's, n- it's not fair that people who have this much talent get abused in the way that she oh, has no. been. Um, fucking and I just want to say, as you once said about Demi Lovato, I just want the best for that girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's that's, true. That's They're how I tortured feel. souls, honestly. I just want the best for I that guess, girl. Yeah. Amanda Bynes deserves the best. You give us She's the Man and and you've done your she's you've really done your service. Look, us even wanting her to do more is expecting too much because I she agree. did She's the Man. I agree. Like, fuck that. I know. She did the Amanda show. Like, oh, I know. Quit. I agree. Anyway. We should move on because we're going to be on for ages. Yeah. Okay. All we're right. almost done, guys, but we're going to do our trivia as our wrap-up segment. Yeah. Um, do you want to start, Sarah? Yeah. Who was the first YouTuber to hit 1 million subscribers? Charlie is so cool-like? Nah. Who was it? Fred. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Charlie so cool-like was way later. Okay. I loved him, though. word did Barack Obama famously use to describe Kanye West? A jackass. Yes. Um... Which actors starred on the Amanda show who went on to be big Nickelodeon stars themselves? Will I know them? Yes. Really? Fuck. Can you give me a hint? There's two of them. Just give me a hint. There's two of them. That's the That's hint. That's the hint. Um, give me a better hint. One of them's in the vlog squad now. What? I have no idea. Who is it? Drake and Josh. They're in the vlog squad? Josh is in the vlog squad. He's friends with David Dobrik. Drake was like fully cancelled. Yeah, was he? Because he was like an abuser, an abuser. Oh, goodness. Yeah, like Josh has denounced him. Yeah, oh. Josh is a YouTuber now, which mm. is like how the mighty have fallen. I know. You don't want to go from being a TV star to being to a, a YouTuber. YouTuber. You want to go the other way Exactly. Um, it happens all, right. all too often though. Uh, how many Grammys has Kanye won? 24? Is that right? No, it's wrong. Do you want to guess again? 21. That's correct. Very nice. I thought he may have won more for his Jesus. His... He did win one. Yeah, right. And he won the fucking contemporary religious whatever Christian it was. Christian album or something. That's yeah. it. Uh, your okay. turn. Fill in the blank. I like some of the blank songs, but what the fuck does she know about cameras? Lady Gaga? It's just Gaga, but I'll give oh. it to you. I like some of the Gaga songs, but what the fuck does she know about That's cameras? That's a great quote. Yeah. In 2000... Kanye says he was arrested and charged for stealing something from an office Chinese Max. food. No, that's the answer. What did he? What did he call Let the me police? Finish. Okay, sorry. In 2000, Kanye says he was arrested and charged for stealing something from an office Max yeah. in Illinois. Yeah. What was What was he arrested for stealing from an office Max? Pencil, colored pencils. No. What? Printers. Oh, I thought you were going to say he was arrested and he went to jail and he made one phone call. What was the phone call? It was to order Chinese food. Oh. Did that happen? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you got it wrong. So Sorry. wrong. Um, <laughs> okay. It's printers. But he said he d- he didn't. I don't think he. Well, I tried to figure out if he was saying he didn't do it, but as usual, he probably compl- did it. As uh, usual, yeah. everything he says is incoherent. So I couldn't don't be rude. No, but like he it's messed not. But he. I was trying to Me. figure out. Stops recording. No, but I was trying to figure out if he was saying he didn't do it, but he. I was like, hang on. Sounds he, like he said he was racially profiled, but he didn't say he didn't do it. Well, he probably did it. Yeah, but then yeah. I was like, how, how are you being racially profiles if you actually <laughs> you did, did it? it. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Who knows? Anyway, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.